Yo, what's up, everybody? Hey, 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 what's Yo, going on? Welcome to Let's Talk About It. My yeah. name is Trevor King. I'm Pastor Q, and this is a podcast designed for everyone who's had those questions they didn't know who to talk to about. We're going to have candid conversations around everything from sex, sexuality, religion, relationships, parenting, politics. Trev, we're going we're gonna to talk about it on this podcast. Well, let's talk about it. Then. Let's talk about it. All right. Join us as we talk about it. Can't stop I'm, get this, now. I'm about to get this work. Can't stop me now. Because if that boy, <laughs> what I mean, listeners are going to understand that reference. Hey, if you know, you know. And it is what it is. Come to Hope City. If you know, you know. All right, bruh. So we back at it, man. How'd you get yeah, that man. cup of coffee? I ain't get no cup, bro. This, uh, man, this is water. This is water. It's just yeah, in a man. dark cup. I have coffee too early in the morning, man. I'm messed up. Oh, man, bro. I can't, I can't function without it. Really? Yeah, I already have my, my fancy cup. Oh, wow. I just saw that. <laughs> you got you to gotta, you gotta subscribe to what we're doing on YouTube to see this. This is, uh, this is the um, expression of bougie <laughs> or bougie bougetto 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 bougie and ghetto baby bougie bougie i said booty <laughs> we're gonna have to maybe we're gonna edit that up out of here <laughs> booty and ghetto no bougie oh, and not, ghetto that's what we're doing don't be deceived this ain't no coffee this is water that's water this is water is it dirty water that's another word for coffee. It's dirty water. No, I ain't no dirty water, uh, brother. I can't do no dirty water. <laughs> I can't do no dirty water right What about now. tap water? Yeah, a little bit. Of tap. You can do a little tap water. A little bit of tap. Come on, I grew up. My mom used to fill milk jugs with tap water, right. throw them jokers in the refrigerator. Bruh. Listen. I got the water hose, man. Oh, bro, ain't nothing like that water hose That's water. That's the best water. It got that 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 uh that funny taste to it. Yeah. Like, but I think, it's, I think it was something that we weren't supposed to have. Uh, but it made us strong. Yeah, yeah, it makes, yeah. Strong. Yeah, I guess it kept me cool. It did that you know indeed. What I mean? It did that indeed. Bro, I that still indeed. drink some hose water right oh, now. Oh, all day man. long. Ain't nothing, ain't, nothing like, ain't nothing like water, fountain water, hose water in the best, summer. Best water. Water, hose water. Hands down. And church fountain water. Ooh. Depending Holy Spirit. On, sorry, let me. Let me it depends on the church. church. Black, oh, black, ch- oh, black oh, church. There's something different in the water in there's the black church water. There's a little bit of holiness uh, bigger than that water. It's I don't know. I don't know. Y'all gonna have to There's chime little, in on some of this. Little holy oil, little holy oil. The church mothers there. prayed over it. Yeah, yeah, in the water. That's pipes. why it's all in there. They, uh, they kind of pour it in there. That's that's how that's how we do it. Yeah, that's how you do it, man. All right, all best right. waters. All right. Yeah, we back, bro. We back. It feels good to be back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, you remember that when Mace Mace uh, Mace came back to rapping? His mm-hmm. uh, song was "Welcome Back, Welcome Back, Welcome Back." Yeah, yeah. Man. It feels good to be back. I love it. I'm gonna listen to that song when I go to work today. Yeah, man. All right. So what we what we jumping into today? Uh, for all of you guys listening in, if you've stuck around this long, then uh, you got a great sense of humor. Joy is in your future, and you're ready to have a good time and learn yeah. something uh, as we talk about it today on our podcast. Let's talk about it. My name is Pastor Q, and I'm Trevor King, and uh, this is your next episode of Let's Talk About It. Let's go. All right, man. So today we are going to dive into the topic of legacy. Ooh, love it. Legacy. Uh, right now, uh, and I'll let you speak on it, but right now we're in a family legacy series right yeah. here at Hope City. Yeah. Um, and one of the great things about this church that I love is that we revisit 
certain series every yeah, year. That's right. Um, for the kids and for some people that are visual at yep. the movies. Yep, that's we right. That we just got to that one. That's really good. Uh, we even do 21 Days of Prayer, which is- Twice a year. You know, around the world people do this, but we do it twice a year. That's right. Um, and for me, the most important one is by far Legacy. Yeah. Um, and I say the reason why it's the most important one for me and, and the one I love the most is because I'm still trying to get a grasp yeah. on- yeah. what legacy really is yeah, I'm with you. and how to start building your legacy and how to maintain mm. your legacy. Because um, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. It's how you finish. Come on. Legacy is all about how you finish and what's left, for me at least, what's left behind That's right. to show the work that you've done. That's right. I mean, my prime example is looking at Jesus and things that yeah. he did in, in the Bible and mm. you know his three years of ministry, right. just the legacy that he left behind in just three years. Right. So you don't have to live a long time to leave a great legacy. Don't got to live a long time. He started his ministry at 30. Into his life, his life ended at thirty three. Yeah, three years of ministry, but yeah. now it impacted the world for yeah. you know for a That's lifetime. Really That's really good. So it's not about the amount of time; it's about what you do in that time. And mm. for me, at least, you preach. I'm still now, trying Bishop. to figure. Oh, you know, brother, I'm gonna get my license. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out how to start that's that's yeah. always been my case yeah. is how to start it yeah. if i can if i can get it started and find a a balance of you know what to do yeah. that's how i dive into maintaining mm. it but but we're going to talk about legacy man that's so good. so i'm gonna let you go bro i, I want good. you to i want you to i want you to explain uh why legacy is so important what is legacy and mm. just tell us what we need to know bro but before i jump in and talk about you know how we would frame up legacy as a church you're right we visit some themes um throughout the year on a on a repetitive basis mm. um i just believe you know repetition is the mother of learning and because you've heard it doesn't mean you've learned it yeah and you've learned it when you apply it not when you conceive it not when you get your hands around it, not when you can even communicate the concept, but but God's intention is that the word would continue to put on flesh. We see this picture in John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word, the word was God, the word was with God, the same was in the beginning with the word. And then it says this, John 1 verse 14, and the word put on flesh and dwelt among us. Theologically, that's called the incarnation where we see this picture of Jesus the living word, not the Bible. The Bible is, is um, it is in Greek, the graphe mm -hmm. is where we get the word graph from. It contains the rhema, the now spoken word of God, mm -hmm. but it is an embodiment. It is a communication rather of the logos, which is, which is what, what the word is used when it describes Christ. Mm -hmm. And the word logos literally means the mind and the emotions of a thing is where we get the word logic from. Mm -hmm. And so God's heart and his, his wisdom, mm -hmm. the, the third person of the Trinity, the word of God, before he put on flesh, the word of God is how he's described. He puts on flesh and he manifests the word that was always in the Father's heart. The reason I bring that up, it's because we want to see our church family. It's God's design. It's God's desire that we would manifest his truth, mm -hmm. not just um, not just have an intellectual assent or an um, or an, um, a, a grasp of concepts and themes and ideas, but that we flesh it out. So we believe um, repetition is the mother of learning. Paul says it in Philippians. He says, hey, to the church in Philippi, he goes, hey, man, it's not laborsome for me. It's not troublesome for me to do this. Watch this drift to remind you of these things. And the reason we 
put legacy in that rotation or rhythm of things we remind our church of. It's, it's the very point you say it. It's not just what we do now, but it's it's what's the impact of the life that we've lived when we leave. Mm-hmm. And to your point, you don't have to live a long time to leave a legacy. You do have to leverage today. So on that point, before I lean into describing a little bit more about legacy, I want to ask you, because I think a lot of people are probably where you're at, Trev. Where do I start? Like, where, where do I start? So I would ask you if you could um, give me one or two things that are either trips or, or, or kind of triggers. When you think about legacy, you just kind of trip over it. You go, man, I, I thought I was going well. I thought I knew what to do. Or, man, I, I'm still kind of at the starting blocks. And I don't really know, you know, where do I start? Is it with my money? Is it with my family? Is it with my time? And then what's something that kind of triggers you that, that makes you say, hey, I'm, I'm probably off course here. And I probably need to go down a different direction. What, what are some of those things that keep you, you, you identify one, not knowing where to start. Is there more to it, though, as you think about legacy and starting a legacy? C- kind of bring me into that. Is it a new concept? Kind of, kind of, because I think a lot of people will resonate with, with your question. How do I get started? Um, and I think maybe then we can apply some word, put some flesh on it and uh, come up with some some kind of practical steps to one, two, three, yeah. starting legacy. Man, I, so I'll, I'll say for me, legacy, I've always struggled with it because I think that for me at least, I uh, I have a, a, a fear of failure. Okay. Um, so what I leave behind, I don't want what I leave behind to be something that is not beneficial okay. to the family that I will have someday. Yeah. I don't want to leave behind the wrong legacy. Okay. Legacy to me, at least, and you, correct me if I'm wrong, but legacy doesn't mean that every legacy doesn't mean that it's going to be a good one. That's right. True. Legacy is That's right. bad and good depending That's on right. how you frame your life. That's right. And for me, at least I have a fear of living my life a certain way. Yeah. And then when I'm gone, the, my kids, my grandkids, my great grandkids, whoever is here after me has to deal with the repercussions That's of right. the life I lived. Yeah. Even if I thought I was doing it right, yeah. Down the line, it you know they don't they don't you know something happens to where mm. uh, my legacy impacts them in the negative way. Yeah, yeah. So I think that for me at least that that's a trigger for me. Every time I hear legacy, I'm thinking, am I living my life the right way? That's in, in a good way to impact my future yeah. family. That's good to come. I think that's that that scares me, man. Yeah. Because because I and then and then I also think for at least for. Growing up on the east side of town, Waterloo, yeah. you you see your father, your grandfather go to work, yep. clock in, clock out, come home, and that's what the repetition is. Yeah. And I'm saying nothing's wrong with having the nine to five and doing yeah. your job, yeah. but you kind of learn that. Yeah. So you don't know if is there more to leaving something behind, or are you mm. just trying to repeat yeah. what you already saw in your family and just keep that family lineage mm. at a stable pace instead yeah. of trying to branch out. Yeah. And my fear is that if I branch out. I'll branch out in the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah, you said so much good stuff here. One, I want to give you a quick shout out. I want to give you a head nod. These guys won't know unless they're part of our family. Uh, but you 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 used the word frame and we just finished uh, last Sunday. I was talking about uh in this series family legacy, you know, finding your frame. Yeah. And um I mean I think that's real. I think a lot of people, by and large, you know, all, all of our learning begins by um imitation. Mm-hmm. It all begins by imitation. We emulate the people who are in front of us. We don't know anything different 
than what we what we've seen, and whether that's the east side of Waterloo, whether that's the west side of Waterloo, it, you know, most folks work a nine to five. Very few people break out, do some entrepreneurial stuff, or you know, some people go the opposite direction and kind of have a hard time getting consistent. Um, and so that is that is the way in which our economy works. That's the way in which the world works. You know, in some degree, I mean, that is God's intended plan. It it, it was God was given work before He was ever given a wife, mm-hmm. intentionally. Now, was it nine to five? I, I, would, I don't know that, but I, I would say that there are some healthy rhythms kind of leaning back into the, man, like, where do I start? I don't, I, I don't want to leave a bad legacy. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the, the way that we leave a bad legacy, no doubt we will all make mistakes and do things we're not proud of. We're going to hurt people. I mean, we're not going to do it on intention. Um, you know, we're not going to be intentional about it um, or, you know, and so... But I would say that we can live by accident or or intention. We can just kind of exist in just kind of nine to five, live for the weekends, you know, and die. Or we can we can kind of on the front end kind of work backwards. You know, when I was in my early 20s, um, there was a a man who said, um, you know, define now what you want. He, he had a list of questions. He said, define now what you want to be said about you when you're dead. Mm. What do you want people to say about you when you're dead? Mm. Number one, he says, number two, get a life vision statement. He said, it doesn't have to be fancy and, and don't connect it to occupation. He says, what is one thing you want to do or, or what do you want to be said about you? Like your life vision statement. Like what are you what are you aiming at? Because if you're not aiming at something, you're gonna hit it every time, right? Mm-hmm. No one drifts towards destiny. Um, you will you will drift toward mediocrity. You, we all drift toward distraction, mm-hmm. um, but we don't we don't drift toward destiny. Which means we've got to set our sail and set the direction for where we want to go. And then I would say thirdly, you know, as it relates to family, um, following the footsteps of our father we've got to we've got to create the framework we talked about this on sunday what is the frame what are the things that you value so when i think about legacy that's that's really what i'm asking mm-hmm. i'm asking a value question what do i value mm-hmm. well what i value is my impact today and my legacy tomorrow mm-hmm. if legacy isn't what you leave for people cuz some people over here what well, is what you leave behind so then we get in this rat race of leaving behind resources and wealth. Mm-hmm. And I'm for that. The Bible says that, uh, that the righteous leave an inheritance for their children. Mm-hmm. But if what you leave for them is greater than what you leave in them, okay? Okay. Then, 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 then what you leave for them will destroy them. Because you've not built within them the character to contain and carry the things that it took you a lifetime to build. Mm-hmm. If I heard T.D. Jake say one time, he says, he says, if I want to kill a pastor, all I've got to do is make him the senior pastor of Potter's House without any training. Ah, uh, yeah. Because he hadn't built the muscles and and uh, the you know he he don't got the muscle memory yeah to know how to carry it so. So anyway, when I think about legacy, man, I don't think you're far off. I just think it's it's taking those questions and putting an answer to them. Sure. Like, what do I value? You know, what's important to me? We talked about this weekend, four things, you know, we value. You know, they're all eternal values, you know, loving God, doing life in community, finding your why, mm-hmm. you know, and then living to serve people. 
Calvin Coolidge said, no one's remembered for, actually says no one's honored for what they received. Honor is reserved for those who gave. Mm. Honor is reserved for those who gave. Mm. And um, that kind of just goes back to this whole, this whole idea of, of legacy and living our lives in a way that impacts others. Wow, bro. Yeah, I, it's, it's just, legacy is just, it's a beautiful thing if you yeah. if you know if you know what you're what you're living for, and uh, it's it's do it's it can be so amazing if you know exactly what you're living for and exactly how to maintain yes like, the 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 trajectory of where you're going right it's just it's so it's so difficult sometimes to just like it's so difficult to stay encouraged enough to want to yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just, it's, it's, yeah. it's, you know. I think that's true for all of us, though, bro. You know, so, so here's, so here's something that I found to be true in my life. Um, you know, my wife would say, um, one of the things she admires about me is that I'm consistent. Sure. And um, that, that doesn't mean I'm perfect. It just, it just means I know if I don't quit, I win. Mm-hmm. And so it's not about big things. It's about doing the small things consistently. Mm-hmm. And so that really means, I mean, there's a measure of boredom to, to consistency. But if you look at every, I mean, just look at, look, at, look at millionaires and billionaires and people who are successful. Most of them are early risers. They have a very normal life. They do the same things over and over again. Um, I think sometimes we tend to have a, a fanciful idea of what it means to to be successful or to make an impact and we think it's doing all of these things and really it's doing a few things better or to the best rather not even to make it competitive better than the next person it's doing them well um you know let me give you an example um you and i can choose to be golden corrals Mm -hmm. and do a lot of a lot of things this ain't I ain't, I ain't uh, banging on Golden Corral. <laughs> I, I love the uh, chocolate uh, fountain, um, but you can do. You know what I'm saying? You could do a lot of things. You know, kind of subpar or mediocre. You know, um, or or you can do a few things well, like a Roost Chris or um, a steakhouse that go. Man, this is what we do. We do steak. Amen. And so. So I think one, bro, it's it's realizing that life happens in rhythms mm-hmm. and in routines, rhythms and routines. Mm-hmm. And if you can identify the rhythms and routines that are of the most value, not just for what you want to do, because some people who like want to succeed, they focus a lot on on um, what they want to do, sharpening their craft. And there's, sure. th- there's a part to that. But I would say what's more important than what you want to do is mm-hmm. determining who you want to be mm-hmm. and, and build some rhythms and routines around some of those things. And so, you know, I mean, giving attention to your spiritual life, your health life, a, br- a brother named Michael Hyatt, love him, everything he does. Um, he's got this system uh, called the Full Focus Planner. And he wrote this book called Your Best Year Ever. He's a believer and very accomplished author and, and was the CEO of a publishing house. And, and uh, he identifies what he calls 12 life domains. Mm-hmm. Like our lives are really groupings of these 12 areas, physical, financial, relational, emotional, intelligent, spiritual, money, um, 
and he says, you know, create some create a create some goals. Mm-hmm. Now, for some of us, twelve is too many. All right, man, let's let's work on one new thing a month. That's it, just one new thing. I heard Craig Rochelle says. Um, he's a very disciplined guy and he goes, man, for the last 20 years, I've introduced one new discipline and perfected it per year. Hmm. I, I think we tend to overestimate what we can do in a short amount of time. Yeah. And we underestimate what we can do over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And there is no fast way to build a legacy. Hmm. And so to your point, it's easy to get discouraged because it's the same thing. Yeah. But that's because we're measuring minutes, not decades. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We're, we're measuring months, yeah. not years. And so, okay, what would happen if you got into a daily Bible reading plan? You know, you're going to hit it 70, 80% maybe, you know, if you're, you know, if you're an overachiever, you mm-hmm. know, if you're Superman, you're every day, you know yeah. what I'm saying? The same routine. But if you didn't do it at all last year, even if you kept it, Fifty percent this year, man. You're gonna know God. You're gonna understand His principles. You're gonna have His Word implanted in your heart, mm-hmm. which will bear fruit. You're gonna be able to put that. You're gonna be able to put flesh on that Word because you got into a rhythm. And so I just really do, Trev. I think it's small things, small yeah. things. Scripture says, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. That's how God builds us. Yeah, yeah. You you had a yeah said something about it's not about what you've it's not about what you're what you're doing, but as far as uh, legacy, but like uh, it's about who you are, and about not about what you're doing. And I, <laughs> it's funny. I just heard a statement uh, earlier this week. And I don't know if I heard it here or someplace else. It might have been on YouTube or another podcast I listened to. But I, I heard the statement that somebody has said that uh, that God didn't create you to be something. God created you to be someone. And come on, bro, that's bro, a word like that. That like just statements like that. I find like little statements throughout the, I don't know, throughout the week sometimes that just like stick with me. And that. But one, that's what. You, but that's what you do really well, man. You are probably one of the most um, ferocious students of learning that I know. You're always listening to something, checking out something, watching something. I mean, you're constantly sharpening the axe, so to speak, to use the Stephen Covey. Um, uh, idea and and that's one of the things I love about you and I think sometimes you're hard on yourself that you need to be I think you're a lot further along than what you think you are I think sometimes because all you can see is the the road in front of you and it looks like man I got a long ways to go I don't know that you're always seeing just how far you've come and uh, man you've come a long way bro I appreciate it bro like I'm and I'm trying to I'm trying to get out of the mindset of 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 looking at how much further I have to go and just being able to enjoy the ride, man. Cause, because even just in my, in my home personally, uh, me and Ebony have, have been going through some stuff where I've, I've changed my daily habits, you know, instead of coming home and I work 12 hours, some days, 10 hours, others, 11 hours, others. And, but instead of coming home and just, you know, expecting to lay down and go to sleep, I, I've, I've now we've gotten to this routine of, you know, either she texts me or I text her my daily task. Today I want to do, uh, today I, we have this this app called the Toady app where you can, like, uh, schedule what room you want to go in to clean or what needs to be cleaned in that room. So I'll say, 
hey, today I'm going to do the task on the toady app, wash the dishes, sweep the kitchen, and then take out the trash. Like Super good. And that's a total Enneagram 3 thing <laughs> that your wife did. Just as an FYI, she just Enneagrammed you, bro. She is high efficiency, productivity, and she like, brother, we're going to get a schedule about this round of cheer. So she totally Enneagram 3 you. But it's and you know what's funny? It's rewarding because when she created the list, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna let her create the list and it's gonna it's gonna be good for me to get in some type of repetition. And then and then when I text her, the first time I text her and said, Hey, today my list is the Toady app, taking out the bathroom trash and you know, giving the cats a bathe or whatever. Like she like lit up because I like stepped out and did it, so I created. And now, now it's if I don't do it first, she does it. But if she doesn't do it first, I do it. And I'm trying to create that repetition, and hopefully that yeah. can tie on to how I want to create my legacy. That well, it is, man. You you are sowing seeds today that you will reap the harvest of tomorrow. Not just in your marriage, because you're showing your wife that you're willing to work and work on the things that are important to her. Um, number one, number two, you are actually taking dominion over the first thing God gave you dominion over, which is your body, which is your life. Mm -hmm. You know, man is contrived of three parts, you know, body, soul, and spirit. And as you talk about legacy, I mean, all legacy is the overflow and the output of what we do with what we have. We say often around here at Hope City that your life is God's gift to you. Mm -hmm. But what you do with it is your gift back to him. It's how you wield your vessel for kingdom purpose. When you can see and say, this is the one life I have. I want it to matter, not just in the big things, but in the small things, the the rhythms you're building, the routines you're building. When you and Evan, Ebony have children, your son will see what it looks like to serve his wife because he'll see you serve his mother your daughters will understand what it means to be cherished because they'll see the way that you take care of her mother that is legacy man it's it's those are the things when we say it's what you leave in them yeah. not what you leave for them that matters most it's it's not just what are you doing but it's who are you becoming that's yeah. legacy bro Bro, I, I think one of the great things that my father did um, before he passed away was he, and then my, my you know, he passed away before I was uh, in the stages of becoming a man, all the stuff I wanted to know about manhood. I mean, I had a lot of questions, but one thing that I was really grateful for that I saw from my father before he passed away was the love that he had for my mother. Um, and I, so you have gender roles, right? And uh, I don't subscribe to this, but. A lot of people say, you know, women should be in the kitchen cooking, all that stuff, whatever. If you can cook, cook. But if you can't, my dad knew how to cook. You know what I mean? Like, my mom my mom and my dad can both throw down. And thank God for Thanksgiving because that's coming up. And, uh, whoo, Come on, somebody. Mama King, good. I need a plate. I need a plate. Yeah, I need a plate. Man. Get yeah. get me right, please. Yeah, man. I can't I can't wait. But but one great thing that I, I learned is, by watching my father, and not only we, I, I never had a conversation with him about this, but I just watched him. It was him being able to come home, cook, or go to work, be at work for nine hours, eight hours, whatever it was, come home and cook dinner and have that ready for us to go. And he just worked all day. And it was like, man, like, 
like I didn't think anything of it just because that's that what dad does. You know what I mean? Like, and mom cooked throughout the week too. But I just remember seeing my dad come home and cook, and then and then put on his suit, and then we'll go to Wednesday night prayer meeting, and then we'll go get ice cream in the truck, and then take us all home. And it was the care and the love he had for the family was was crazy, bro. And now I catch myself, I catch myself going to work, coming home, and then making breakfast for dinner, bro. It's oh man, I just I just love knowing that my dad's impact on my life is now something that I do without even thinking about it. And like you said, man, when I have my future kids, I want them to be able to see that same frame of, of you know, how I outline, how I outline how to love your wife. And then for my daughter, I want her to, to, to picture Ebony in her mind, and how she loves me, because without a doubt, she loves me in so many ways that I couldn't even imagine, bro. And and I just cherish, I cherish being able to know that what was taught to me just by visual act is something that I'm going to teach my son by visual act. You know, it's it's I just I just love legacy, and and I think I think for me, I heard something else too, where the uh, preacher I listened to on the ride here, the preacher said, uh, he has said that. I don't know what I didn't know what my last name meant and he was preaching to his to to the congregation but he had said I don't know what my last name meant before I got here but before I leave I will know what my last name meant and I kept thinking like like that that's so heavy because yeah I'm sure I'm, my last name is King and great like you know has some royal royalty behind it you know you're Come king you have something whatever but something comes to mind something comes to mind yeah. but when you talk about what your name means, meaning right. in a legacy aspect and what it's going to do later down the road in life. I think that I want my last name, not just to be defined by somebody saying the yeah, royalty or preach or whatever, all that stuff. I, I want it to, to be defined as when they hear King, Oh, that there's a standard of excellence yeah, that's good. that comes with that man. Like, I cherish my last name. People thought I made my last name up when I was a kid. Yeah. It was like put King on the on the back of the jersey. No, we're not putting King on. The, no, that's my <laughs> that's my God given last name. Thought brother was clout chasing. I, was, I thought it was clout chasing. I just want a King on the back. That's my that's the name my daddy right, gave me. That's right, the name of my mom. Like I want right. King, but like I, I just want it to mean something so much more yeah. than even what I can even think about. I just. Yeah. I, there's no mark too high that I yeah. that I want to aim for, bro. Yeah, yeah. Well, well. Let me let me kind of round it out a little bit as we as we kind of kind of come into the home stretch and kind of turn the corner on this subject of legacy. When I think about everything you just said, um, honestly, you've. I mean, you started out with the question, like I, I don't really know where to start as I look at building legacy, mm-hmm. and I think those who are listening or or who are watching will if they have a discerning ear they'll they'll hear you lay out a roadmap of what you should be valuing and how you can go about building a legacy in other words you answered your own question so you know when i think about legacy if someone were to say pastor q this whole legacy thing my last name like what's in the last name your genealogy is in the last name um it tells people where you came from and, um, you know, hopefully who or what you represent as an individual. I, I would say there's three things to building a, a, a last name that carries a good legacy. Um, one, 
It's in what you say. Mm-hmm. What you say. Two, it's in what you do. And three, it's how you treat people. What you say, what you do, and how you treat people. People remember how you made them feel more than it is what you've done. So when you treat people well, what it does is it creates a positive connection in their mind related to you and your last name. Mm-hmm. I told my kids, I said, I'm living, I'm trying to live in such a way that the moment you say, I'm Quavadas Marshall's son, I'm Quavadas Marshall's dad, mm-hmm. they go, well, I don't know you, but I know the family you came from. And on the basis of that, I'm going to give you an opportunity mm-hmm. because I know the man your father was. I know the woman your your mother was. And if they raised you, then I know they raised you right. Wow. Right. Yeah. Because I, I know what they said. Yeah. I know the kind of I know the kind of things they did. I know I know the kind of way that they treated other people. And so, man, we are building our family legacies. Um, The people who will hear our last name, especially if they're connected to us by virtue of proximity or with the the advent of the internet, if they get connected to us from an online platform, who we are, what we do, um, you know, what we say or how we treat people, you know, it's to them going to communicate something about us and inherently communicate something to them about the people who are connected to us. Legacy doesn't start tomorrow or when you die legacy starts today Mm -hmm. i want to tell everybody thank you for jumping in today as we jump off in this episode talking about legacy last names and how do we leverage our lives in such a way that when we're gone we leave something that outlives us it starts today what you say what are you doing how are you treating the people closest to you I would encourage you to check out Micah Hyatt's book, Your Best Year Ever, his other book that really leans in on creating some transformational rhythms is a book called Free to Focus. Man, as always, it's an honor, it's a joy um, to have this podcast, this platform to communicate about the things we're all thinking about, to talk about them. Um, Just two friends, two brothers. you know, I, I get to be his pastor, but more importantly, I get to call Trevor my brother. Um, and so I, I pray that this podcast blesses you and builds you up today as you look at leaving a legacy. Thank you for joining us of this episode of Let's Talk About It.